0: The service of evening prayer for the fourth midweek Advent service, December 23rd, 2020. The opening hymn is LSB 531, Hail, Thou Once Despised Jesus.
1: Find favor, life is given through thy name. Ask golem by God appointed, all our sins on thee were laid. By almighty love anointed, thou hast atonement made, all thy people are forgiven through the virtue of thy blood. Opened is the gate of heaven, reconciled are we with God. hail, enthroned in glory, there forever to abide. All the heavenly hosts adore thee, seated at thy Father's side. Therefore, sinners, thou art pleading, there thou dost our place prepare ever for us interceding, till in glory we appear. Worship, honor, power, and blessing Thou art worthy to receive. Highest praises without ceasing, Bright it is for us to give. Help, ye bright and gentle spirits, all your noblest anthems raise. Help to sing our Saviour's merits. Help to chant Emmanuel's praise.
0: Again we follow the service of evening prayer found in LSB, page 243. The Spirit and the Church cry out, Come, Lord Jesus. All those who wait for His appearance pray, Come, Lord Jesus. The whole creation pleads, Come, Lord Jesus. Joyous
1: light of glory of the immortal Father heavenly, holy, blessed Jesus Christ. We have come to the setting of the sun, and we look to the evening light. We sing to God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You are worthy of being praised with pure voices forever. O Son of God, O giver of life, the universe proclaims your glory. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who led your people Israel by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night, enlighten our darkness by the light of your Christ. May his word be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, for you are merciful and you love your whole creation. And we, your creatures, glorify you Let not my heart incline to any evil thing. Let me not be occupied in wickedness with evil doers. But my eyes are turned to you, O God. In you I take refuge. Strip me not of my life. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Let my prayer rise before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening
0: sacrifice. Let us pray. Let the incense of our repentant prayer ascend before you, O Lord, and let your loving kindness descend on us, that with purified minds we may sing your praises with the church on earth and the whole heavenly host, and may glorify you forever amen our psalm for this evening is psalm 97
1: the lord reigns let the earth rejoice Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries all around. His lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, and all the peoples see his glory. All worshipers of images are put to shame, who make their boast in worthless idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad. And the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. O you who love the Lord, hate evil. He preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous, and joy for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, and give thanks to his holy name. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen.
0: We'll sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing using Charles Wesley's original text that contains five verses.
1: How all the welkin rings, glory to the King of kings. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. Universal nature, say, Christ the Lord is born today. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord. Satan in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate Deity. Pleased as man with man to appear, Jesus our Emmanuel here. Hark! the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn King Hail the heavenly Prince of Peace Hail the Son of Righteousness Light and life to all He brings Risen with healing in His wings Mild he lays his glory by, Born that man no more may die, Born to raise the sons of earth, Born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn King. Come, desires of nations, come, fix in us thy humble home. Rise, the woman's conquering seed, bruise in us the serpent's head now display thy saving power ruined nature now restore now in mystic union join thine to ours and ours to thine hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king Adam's likeness, Lord, efface Stamp thy image in its place Second Adam from above Reinstate us in thy love Let us thee the lost regain Thee the life, the inner man O to all thyself impart, formed in each believing heart. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn
0: King. A reading from Isaiah, the 25th chapter. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Therefore, brothers, For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. And a reading from Matthew, the 27th chapter. Now from the sixth hour There was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders, hearing it, said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. When the centurion and those who were with him keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways God spoke to his people of old by the prophets, but now in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight is the last Advent midweek service, which means it's the last day of preparation before Christmas Eve. For you late shoppers, this is the two-minute warning. On the last day, it is only fitting that we turn to the last day. We have talked about masks and veils that are used in fear to separate and to bury. Tonight, we hear of how, through Christ, We are covered no more because Jesus removes the veil for an eternal breath of fresh air. Just how is all of this possible? You already know the answer. Our gospel reading sheds the light on the eternal darkness. You may recognize this reading from last week. We read the similar account from Mark last Wednesday. We are reminded of the darkness that covers the land. All the sin of mankind was pouring out upon Jesus as he hung in judgment for sins that were not his own. As the sinless Lamb of God hung on the cross, sorrow was seen throughout creation. It was in the middle of that darkness a piercing cry was heard. At his birth, it was sung of him, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. At both his baptism And his transfiguration, God the Father spoke of him as his beloved son. But here we hear an agonizing cry. My God, why have you forsaken me? Then, after this prayer, he cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. The baby whose birth we celebrate tomorrow came for you for this moment on the cross. Death and darkness covers all. And to you, Christ has come. For you, Christ has died. The very point of this death is expounded for us in Hebrews. We have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. Confidence, which means boldness to say all things, The word made flesh gives us his word and his flesh, whereby we are brought behind the veil to the most holy place. No, the veil of death is removed. Jesus has opened a new and living way. The way of death is no longer in Christ, is life. No longer do we fumble in the dark. No longer is the cover thrown over our head to hide in fear. Jesus has died He has brought you into his kingdom. As he sits as high priest, judging and declaring clean from unclean, holy from common through his own blood, you and I, brothers and sisters in Christ, we draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. The draw near word we have talked about in our Thursday morning Bible study, it's a word that comes up in Leviticus, and it's used in reference to those who have access to be in the presence of a king. We are not just on the streets watching from the windows, hoping to get a glimpse of the king. We are in the house. We sit at his table. Our faith is fully assured. It is absolutely no doubt that Jesus has done this great work for us. He has cleansed our bodies and our souls. He has set us apart, declaring us not only to be clean, but holy. We are not common. We are set apart as God's very own possession. This has a twofold result because we live in the now, not yet. That is, we know by faith these things are true, and we have them now. Yet we wait for them to be fully realized. There are two admonitions then that follow. First, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Hold fast means to not let go. This is the opposite of the popular psychological dribble that states, if you truly want to know if you love someone, you have to let them go. This is something to never be let go at any cost, for any reason. Your hope rides on it. Your hope rests in it. Your hope is nothing without it. What is it? The confession. How does one confess? It involves your words, which takes us back to the confidence word. God is faithful. He never changes. His word never changes. When he said, it is finished, he's not going to take it back. When he says you are clean through his blood, he wasn't joking around. This is the sadness of the sinful flesh we have heard so often sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me that we have changed how we look at the words we have debunked that playful retort and we know that words hurt often a lot more than any stick could the world has got us so wrapped up in looking at our words that we actually believe our words are the most important words that are ever spoken The real danger to God's word in America is not twisting and changing God's word. While that is a big problem, the greater danger is hearing God's word as just another ordinary common word, one among many. How often are the words of a sermon heard no differently than a speech from a senator? How often are pastors' words in Bible study heard no differently than the teacher in school? How often are the words of the newspapers or television commentators taken at a higher value than the words read from the Bible. How often are the words spoken by Oprah and Ellen taken as the gospel truth, while the words of faithful pastors are taken as simple opinions of simple men? Faith, true faith, holds fast to only one place, Christ and Him crucified. He is the source of our hope, unchangeable, unfleeting, unwavering hope. To know Christ, we have to know His word, Only his word silences Satan. Only his word dispels all darkness. Only his word removes the dark veil. This leads to the second exhortation in Hebrews. Because Jesus is the only source of removing the dark veil, and he has done it, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Our confession finds its logical expression in works, or as Jesus says, fruits. The faithful cannot help but do loving actions for their neighbors. This is love defined by God, not by the world. The confession of hope is found in God alone, not in man, which means the works of love come from his own definition and design. The neglecting to meet Together, as a habit, is something to be lamented. It is difficult during this time of pandemic, and we are in different times. The 2020 pandemic and its subsequent protocols have only highlighted and exacerbated issues already within the sinful nature. Long before 2020, the phrase, God isn't limited to a church building, had been heard ringing in many places. Even within the walls and members of Emmanuel, these words chime. Listen very closely to the confession. It's not one of hope, it's one of death. Most often, it is not the language of faith speaking. Yes, sometimes we cannot gather. There are legitimate issues that stand in the way of safely and rightly gathering together. But remember the creeds of the Church. We believe in the Holy Christian Church, which is the communion of saints. Look at how this is printed as it helps us to understand The communion of saints is indented under the Holy Christian Church to remind us that this is the definition of the church, the gathering. This question is nothing new, and Luther addressed it very simply. Where is God? He, of course, is everywhere. Where is God for you? He is guaranteed to be for you in those very places where he said he was going to be for you. If he said it, you can be sure of it. We don't neglect the meeting together because here God's word is to be read and preached, which is different, a different word, than the world's. We are commanded to remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. This year has found many changes in Emmanuel with the recording and live streaming of services. They can be good and useful tools, but beware there may be side effects, some of which are unintended. Being dismissive of the gathering of believers, rather than mourning its loss in the rare event that it is lost, is the first step down the road to wholesale rejection of faith. Lone Ranger Christianity begins with the believer confidently asserting that, well, they can read the word themselves perfectly fine at home, and scoffing those who need a building. However, this is rarely kept up for long. Once out of the habit of gathering, it becomes easier and more convenient to stay away. There are many reasons to dismiss God's word, and with it being online, there are many other things that pull your attention away in your own home. Yes, I do encourage you to use these services if you need them from Emmanuel. Use them well for the strengthening of your faith. But see, pop American Christianity has laid the groundwork for this destructive form of individualism for several decades. And beware of the fruit that it's bearing, because the fruit is terrible. Forms of church that strongly minimize the importance of the things that are incarnational and tangible, like the sacraments and the absolution, are more naturally prone to the temptation of a Christianity that becomes increasingly disembodied or undefined, private, centered merely on either your emotions or your mind. If you cannot gather with the body of believers in person for some reason, mourn the loss. Don't simply shrug and say, well, God is everywhere. If you're intentionally avoiding the gathering of believers and the preaching of the word in any form you are unable to hear it, then sadly, yes, you are breaking the third commandment. And if you're flaunting this commandment with an unrepentant heart, Your very faith is hanging in the balance. And that's something that needs to be taken very seriously. See, brothers and sisters in Christ, we take it seriously because our Lord does. Gathering together under his word is to constantly keep in our mind the basis for our hope. There is no secret to why we gather with raised pulpit, lectern, and altar at Emmanuel. Yes, it is easier to see and hear, but more importantly, it teaches It reminds us of Isaiah 25, On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine, well-refined. Here, lifted up for all the world to see, is a foretaste of the feast to come, a feast of well-aged wine and refined wine, the eternal blood of Christ, and rich food full of marrow, the body of Christ, Is here given to you. On the Mount, the hill of Golgotha, Jesus swallowed up the covering cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He swallowed up death forever. The time is coming when this uncovering is fully realized until that day. We gather together, and what does He do? He wipes away tears and takes away the reproach of His people. Here we gather, unveiled. There is no mask here. We are all sinners in need of a Savior. There is no work that you or I can do to save ourselves. And here the darkness of our futile mind and the despairing thoughts of our hearts are dispelled and the cleansing light exposes them. This is our God. He is with us in baptism. He is speaking to us. Our salvation is given through his own body and blood. Tomorrow we will gather once again and sing on a silent night, away in a manger in the little town of Bethlehem. Pleased as man with men to appear, Jesus our Emmanuel here. Hark! The herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn King. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We sing the Magnificat found on page 248.
1: My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from this day all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things to me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him, from generation to generation. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. In peace let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Matthew and Brian, for all pastors in Christ, for all servants of the church and for all the people, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Donald and Kim, for all public servants, for the government and those who protect us, that they may be upheld and strengthened in every good deed. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who work to bring peace, justice, health, and protection in this and every place, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who bring offerings, those who do good works in this congregation, those who toil, those who sing, and all the people here present who await from the Lord great and abundant mercy, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For favorable weather, for an abundance of the fruits of the earth, and for peaceful times, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for our deliverance from all affliction, wrath, danger, and need. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the faithful who have gone before us and are with Christ. Let us give thanks to the Lord. Alleluia. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Rejoicing in the fellowship of all the saints, let us commend ourselves, one another, and our whole life to Christ our Lord. To you, O Lord. O God, from whom come all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to us, your servants, that peace which the world cannot give that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and also that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may live in peace and quietness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
0: Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father,
1: Thanks be to God, the Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and
0: preserve you. Amen. Our final hymn is TLH 556, O God, Be With Us.
1: be with us, for the night is falling, for thy protection we to thee are calling. Flee away before us Till morning cometh Watch, O Father, o'er us In soul and body Thou from harm defend us Thine angels send us in thy favor, when we awaken, let us never waver, all day to serve thee, thy do praise pursue. sick and weeping, and bid the captive lose his grief in sleeping, widows and orphans, we to thee commend them, to thou befriend them. to aid us, save thee, O Father, who thine own hast made us. But thy dear presence will not leave them lonely, who seek thee. O